let's go to Hebrews chapter Hebrews chapter thirteen. We'll start right here. It's just good to see this. I oh oh we're looking at angels here and uh anyway, Hebrews uh chapter thirteen, that's the last uh, chapter of Hebrews and and we'll uh we'll start right here. Oh, it says, let brotherly love continue. And, uh, you know, I don't want to pass by that uh, too quickly, but, uh, you know, the Word tells us we're supposed to walk in love. And we do, praise the Lord. I mean, sometimes you may have difficulty with some friends, and the Bible understands that. Believe me, they do. I mean, Jesus had to deal with people that did not like him. I mean, he called them vipers and snakes, you know. And so did uh, John the Baptist, uh, uh, you know. with it. And our police are not supposed to be going out there and just going, well, we're supposed to walk in love to everybody. No. The Bible says open rebuke is better than secret love. And it says brotherly love. So, I mean, you know, we know when we're in the wrong <clears throat> concerning love. And, you know, and we do have to reach out toward those around us and whatever and you know, and just make sure that our life is not just always about us or whatever. And uh, <clears throat> But anyway, uh, I mean, so we won't, we won't, I don't want to bypass that statement. So anyway, verse 2. Be not forgetful to entertain strangers... For thereby some have entertained angels unawares. Or in other words, they didn't know it. Angels were there. Well, let's just start with that, that there's angels there. Let's go to the book of Revelation. We're close. Go to the uh, the last book of the Bible. That's Revelation. And in Revelation, uh, I want us to look at um, chapter 2 here. And in chapter 2, look at verse 1. Unto the angel of the church of Ephesus... Right. These things are, uh, saith uh, he that holdeth the seven stars in his right hand, who walks in the midst of the seven golden candlesticks. Okay, I wonder what, uh, what that is. Well, if you went up to the first chapter, look at verse 20. It says, The mystery of the seven stars which thou sawest in my right hand, and the seven golden candlesticks. <laughs> the seven stars are the angels of the seven churches, and the seven candlesticks which thou sawest are the seven churches. Well, uh, he said the candlesticks were what? Well, were the churches. And then he said the stars were the angels. Well, let's don't talk about the stars of these churches if there's no such thing as angels. Saints, there is such thing as angels, praise God. Uh, in chapter 2 here, verse 1, he's referencing the church at Ephesus here, and he says, unto the church, under, excuse me, unto the angel of the church there, you know. And then he goes on down, and uh, uh, he tells us in chapter, and verse 12, he says, and unto the angel of the church of Pergamos. And then it goes on and on, and like in verse 18, unto the angel of the church in Thyatira. And then he goes all the way through the third chapter. But anyway, uh, there's mention of angels here. I want us to go all the way to Revelation, the very end. That'd be uh, Revelation chapter 22. Go to the last chapter. And again, we got another reference to an angel here that I like to look at. There's many in the book of Revelation here, but uh, uh, I want to show you this one. Uh, let's see. Look down at verse 8. Remember, John was pretty excited about hearing all he heard. You could actually read the book of Revelation probably within you know, out loud uh, in an hour, hour and 15 minutes, depending on how fast you do it, you know. And So don't think this book was a forever book, like, oh, my goodness, I'm sure John was just bored. No, he wasn't. He was not bored, okay. And you can read through this that, that quick. But anyway, verse 8, this was the closing thing that happened when John saw this. 
And I, John, saw these things and heard them. And when I heard them, when I heard and seen, uh, I fell down to worship before the feet of the angel, which showed me these things. Now, he called this being an angel. And the Bible's correct here. Verse 9, Then saith he unto me, See thou do it not, for I am thy fellow servant, and of thy brethren the prophets, and of them which keep thy, the sayings of this book, worship God. Wow. Notice he called him a fellow servant. Wow. See, angels are sent forth to minister for those who are heirs of salvation. So what does that mean? Well, I quoted a verse out of the book of Hebrews. Go back to Hebrews. Go to the left a little bit. You'll find Hebrews again. This time go all the way to uh, chapter 1. Chapter 1 is almost entirely dedicated to Jesus being compared to angels. And he's far better, okay? But why would you compare Jesus to some things that don't exist? We know Jesus existed. He so shook this earth when Jesus came that uh, our calendar is targeted after him. You know, B.C. and A.D. and Let me tell you, Jesus did something. He appeared and something happened. I mean, our calendar got dated by him, you know. Anyway, Hebrews chapter 1 here. And look down here at verse 14. Are they not all ministering spirits sent forth to minister for them who shall be heirs of salvation. Hmm. Now what's he talking about? Well, look at verse 13. But to which of the angels said he at any time, sit here on my right hand and until I make your enemies uh, thy footstool. So he was talking about angels here. I want to get 14 one more time. They Are they not all ministering spirits sent forth to minister for them? Isn't that interesting? It didn't say to them. It said for them who shall be heirs of salvation. Wow. Hmm. Glory to God. Oh, uh, let's go to the book of John. We've got Matthew, New Testament, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. And let's go to John chapter one. You know, Jesus didn't uh, say, you know, that. Um, well, you know, some of y'all may believe in angels and some don't. You know, no, he he didn't say anything like that. He he acted like. These facts are facts. That's just what it is. And it's true. John chapter 1, and look down here to a response that Jesus gave Nathaniel. Oh, uh, he had just uh, met Jesus, Nathaniel did, and Jesus was talking with him and uh, kind of surprised Nathaniel that Jesus knew him real well, and but Jesus is God in the flesh, and uh, he just knows stuff. He knew stuff about Nathaniel, and Nathaniel was like totally surprised. And he, he called him. He said, uh, he said, you're the son of God. You're the king of Israel. Now look down here at verse 50 here. This is John chapter 1, verse 50. Because I said to thee, I saw thee under the fig tree, believest thou? You shall see greater things than this, than these. Verse 51. And he saith unto him, verily, verily, I say unto you, hereafter you shall see heaven open, and the angels of God ascending and descending upon the Son of Man. Wow. He told Nathaniel, he didn't say it was going to be like something spooky that only he was going to ever see and nobody else was going to do. No, Jesus said, if you believe because of that, you're going to see greater things than that. Sometimes in our minds, we feel like we've, we're not going to see anything and 
and, you know, God's sort of hiding out. Listen, God is not hiding out. Please go to Luke chapter uh, 20, it's Luke 22. You actually just turn the page to the left a couple of pages, and you'll find it. Luke chapter 22, and uh, look down here at verse 42. I'm reading Luke 22, verse 42. Uh, Father, if thou be willing, remove this cup from me. Nevertheless, not my will, but thine be done. So now we know where Jesus was at this time. He was in the garden right before he gets crucified. Look at verse 43. And there appeared an angel unto him from heaven, strengthening him. Now, I like this scripture because Jesus didn't need to see an angel to go to Calvary for us. No. That's not the story here. The Bible says this angel did something. He said, and an angel from heaven appeared, strengthening him. Wow. You know, the Bible tells us in Psalm 34, the angel of the Lord encampeth around them that fear him. That's us. Don't, don't think it's not you. It's true. The angels are encamped about you and I. They've been given command to uh, keep you from even breaking your toenail off, hurting yourself in any way. And it says, there appeared unto him an angel from heaven, and it strengthened him. Look at verse 44. And, when, and being in, in agony, he prayed more earnestly, and his sweat was if it were great drops of blood falling to the ground. They say medically that this actually can happen. You can actually sweat so bad, and because the pressures of life and whatever be so great, you can actually sweat blood. This is not a... I mean, it could, it could have just dripped. They could have just said it was like a fountain. But no, they described this as blood. And uh, so Jesus was under some tremendous pressure here. And that angel was there helping him to endure. Well, let's just look at the strength of this angel just a second. Let's go to Daniel. Remember Daniel in the lion's den? Let's go to Daniel. If you If you go to the middle of the Bible, you'll find the book of Psalms and go to the right just a little bit. You'll start passing Isaiah. Well, of course, you pass Proverbs, and Isaiah, Jeremiah, and then Ezekiel. And right after Ezekiel, you'll find Daniel. And I want you to go to Daniel chapter, uh, Daniel chapter 10. And we're going to see some strength about this angel here. I mean, actually strengthening you is what I want you to see. Oh, uh, let's see. Uh, Daniel chapter 10. And let's see here. Uh, oh. Look at verse, uh, let's start here at, uh, okay. Anyway, Daniel chapter 10, let's start here at verse, uh, verse 8. Therefore, I was left alone and saw the great vision, and there remained no strength in me. For my comeliness was turned into corruption, and I retained no strength. That sounds a little funny in the King James, but just honestly, he just had all the strength zapped out of him. I mean, all his energy just went away. Okay? Verse 9. Yet I heard the voice of his words, and when I heard the voice of his words, then, I, then was I in deep sleep on my face, and my face toward the ground. Looks like it knocked him over, didn't it? Verse 10. And behold, a hand touched me and set me upon my knees. And upon the palms of my hands, <laughs> this was an angel. It's going to tell you it's an angel, but I'll tell you ahead of time. This angel actually, he had strength at this point, put him on his hands and knees. And he said unto me, O Daniel, a man greatly beloved, 
Understand the words that I speak unto thee, and stand upright. For unto thee am I now sent. And when he had spoken these words unto me, I stood trembling. Uh, now, I want to remind you of something. Quit thinking Daniel is the only one in the Bible that God loves. Oh, that is so ridiculous. Psalm 39 tells us that every drop of sand is a thought God has towards you. And he can't be thinking all day long how, how much he wants to torture you and I. That's just so false. God loves you and I. Anyway, verse 12, then he said to me, fear not, Daniel, for from the first day which you did set your heart to understand and to chasten yourself before God, thy words were heard, and I am come for thy words. But the prince of the kingdom of Persia withstood me 20 days. But lo, Michael, one of the chief princes, came to help me, and I remained there with the kings of Persia. He's talking about another angel. This is where we get the name Michael from. This was He was referring to Michael, this angel. Wow. But anyway, uh, uh, Verse 14 goes on and says, Now I am come to make, thy, make thee understand what shall befall the people in the latter days, for yet the vision is for many days. And when he had spoken such words unto me, I set my face toward the ground, and I became dumb. Wow. And behold, one of the similitude of the sons of men touched my lips. Then I opened my mouth and spake and said unto him that stood before me, O oh my Lord, by the vision my sorrows are turned upon me, and I have retained no strength. Daniel saying, this is awesome, but I have got no strength. I am just, I am completely, I mean, you might think he was drooling or something. It, something, you got it. Now watch this. How can thy servant of this my Lord talk with uh, this my Lord? For I, uh, excuse me, for how can the servant of this my Lord talk with this my Lord? Uh, for as for me, straightway there remains no strength in me, neither is there any breath in me. I mean, Daniel was having a tough time. And then there came again um, and touched me, uh, one like as the appearance of a man, and he strengthened me. That was this angel. Wow. He called him, he looked like the son of, uh, son of man, or the son of God, excuse me. Wow. That was nothing but, that was an angel. Glory to God. Oh, uh, you're, you're in Daniel. Go to Daniel chapter, oh, uh, mm, hang on one second. Oh. Uh, well, let's go to Daniel chapter chapter 3 in just a moment. Daniel chapter 3, remember the story, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego? They were thrown in the midst of the burning, fiery furnace. Let's get right to the punchline. King Nebuchadnezzar, start in verse, I'm reading Daniel chapter 3, start in verse 24. Then Nebuchadnezzar the king was astonished and rose up in haste and spake and said to his counselors, did not we cast three men bound into the midst of the fire? They answered and said unto the king, True, O king. And he answered and said, Lo, I see four men loose walking in the midst of the fire, and they have no hurt. And the form of the fourth is like the Son of God. Well, I don't believe he was talking about Jesus here, but Nebuchadnezzar, he was just a heathen king of the Chaldeans. And uh, he said, This guy is awesome, whoever he is, okay? And uh, if we speed ahead, we'll see what happens. Let's go to verse 26. Nebuchadnezzar came near the mouth of the burning, fiery furnace, spake and said, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. I mean, these guys should be toast. You servants of the Most High God, come forth and come hither. Then Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, they came forth of the midst of the fire. Remember when they fell in there, they were bound up. They had their clothes, their hats, and everything, and not a thing was burned except for uh, the, the, their bonds. They came off of them. The ropes came off. They were walking around, having a good time. 
Verse 27, the princes and the kings and the governors, captains and the king's counselors being gathered together, they saw these men upon whose bodies the fire had no power and was not a hair of their head singed. <laughs> Come on. Neither were their coats changed, nor the smell of fire had passed on them. Then Nebuchadnezzar spake and said, Blessed be the God of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, who hath sent his angel, there we go, and delivered his servants, that trusted in him, and changed the king's word, and yielded their bodies that they might not serve nor worship any other god except their own god. Wow. Skip ahead just a little bit, and King Nebuchadnezzar, he's still going on. He says, because there is no other god that can deliver after this sort. Now, this was not a one-time deliverance. God will get you out no matter what trouble you're in. Now, go to the left, and let's go right to the book of Psalms. The book of Psalms here, let's go first to uh, Psalm uh, 34. Psalm 34. I mean, we're all trying to be safe as best we can, but I mean, can you imagine God Almighty with his, with his mind that he has? His, you know, I mean, he, he could think about more safety than we ever could. But he's got... People on the job, angels on the job to keep us safe. Now, I'm reading Psalm 34. Look at verse 7. The angel of the Lord encampeth round about them that fear him and delivers them. That's just a fact. What is the angels there for? Well, they're to tell us to believe in Jesus. Well, not really. That's not their job. Their job here is to deliver you and I. Let's go to Psalm 91. Psalm 91. The Psalms are numbered. You can go right to it. In Psalm 91, uh, look down here at verse 11. Psalm 91, verse 11. For he shall give his angels charge over thee to keep thee in all thy ways. Now, let's think about it. You think he'll do it? Well, he just said he would. He will. Well, I wonder if to, he will. What about tomorrow? He will. You know, you know. every time you read this, he's talking about you. For he shall give his angels charge over thee to keep thee. The word keep means protect in all thy ways. He'll, he'll describe what he means in verse 12. They shall bear thee up in their hands, lest thou dash thy foot against a stone. Wow. They'll bear you up lest you dash your foot against a stone. Verse 13, you'll tread upon the lion and the adder. He said, actually, I, I love the way the Living Bible says, if you, if you run across a lion, you'll defeat him. And a snake will be no problem. Wow, how come? Well, the angels are encamped about you. They're right there. Let's go to Matthew chapter 18. Matthew chapter 18. All right, New Testament here. First book. For the New Testament, Matthew 18, and let's start here at, uh, uh, look at verse 10. Matthew 18, look at verse 10. Now, he had just taken a little child, verse 3 says, and he put him in the midst of them. He was, he was holding on to this little guy, okay? <laughs> All right, wow. Matthew chapter 18, look at verse 10 now. Take heed that you despise not one of these little ones. For I say unto you that in heaven 
their angels. Look at that phrase. It's plural. It's not just one. Their angels do always behold the face of my Father which is in heaven. Wow. Their angels. Now, wonder why they're looking in the face of the Father. Well, they're waiting for commands. Remember, we already read in Psalm 91, He shall give His angels charge over thee. Yeah, but what's He going to tell them to do? Well, He already did. He commanded the angels, Psalm 34, to deliver you. I mean, have you not just noticed how sometimes it was, boy, that was close, wasn't it? Boom, I almost fell. And you didn't, did you? You know, Or maybe sometime when you did fall, it didn't hurt, did it? It's like, oh, wow, I did fall. Or maybe it hurt for a moment. It don't hurt now, you know. Well, what do you think happened? Well, I just got lucky. I don't think so. <laughs> Jesus didn't say these people just got lucky and these little kids are on their own. Now, let me help you a little bit. When you get older, you don't lose your angels. That's ridiculous. The angels are there. I mean, they never leave you. Oh, I want to show you something interesting. Go to John chapter, I believe it's John 19. We're going to go to the right just a little bit. John chapter 19. And uh, is that the resurrection? Uh, it's going to be John 20. Excuse me, John chapter 20. And uh, let's just start here, verse 1. In the first day of the week comes Mary Magdalene, early. When it was yet dark, under the sepulcher, or the cemetery, the gravesite, wherever it was, the cave, sees the stone taken away from the sepulcher, or the grave, cave-looking thing. She runneth and, com and cometh to Simon Peter and to the other disciple whom Jesus loved, and said unto them, uh, They have taken away the Lord out of the sepulcher. And we, and we know not where they had laid him. Peter therefore went forth and the other disciple and came to the sepulcher. And they ran both together, and the other disciple did outrun Peter and came first to the sepulcher. And he stooping down, looking in, saw the linen clothes lying, yet he went not in. Then comes Simon Peter following him and went in under the sepulcher. He sees the linen cloths lying. Now, you know, the Bible makes reference to these cloths lying there. I believe they look like a cocoon. I mean, Jesus just come out of that stuff. That stuff was like concrete. You've seen paper mache. You, you get that stuff moist and it dries. Well, man, they, they made Jesus into a mummy. He's out of this stuff now. Verse 7, And the napkin that was about his head, not lying with the linen clothes, but wrapped together in a place by itself. Wrapped together? Yep. Verse 8, Then went in also the other disciple, which first came into the sepulchre, and he saw and believed. What do you believe? <laughs> he believed Jesus had resurrected is what happened. Verse 9, For as yet uh, they knew not the scripture that he must rise again from the dead. But it was starting to dawn on them, wasn't it? Verse 10, And the disciples went away again to their own home. But Mary stood without the sepulchre weeping, and as she wept, she stooped down and looked into the sepulchre. And sees, now what did she see? Two angels in white, sitting the one at the head and the other at the feet where the body of Jesus had lain. You know, the Bible says the angels are encamped about you. One was at the feet, one was at the head where Jesus was. Now guess what? Jesus is nearby. Jesus hadn't gone anywhere. Look at the next verse. Those angels there encamped about him, they're encamped about you and I. Watch what happens here. And they say unto her, these these angels, Woman, why weepest thou? 
She said unto them, Because they've taken away my Lord, and I know not where they have laid him. And he said thus, uh, excuse me, and when she had thus said, she turned uh, herself back and saw Jesus standing, and knew not that it was Jesus. And he said unto her, Woman, why weepest thou? Whom seekest thou? She, supposing him to be the gardener, said unto him, Sir, if you have borne him hence, tell me where thou hast laid him, and I will take him away. Jesus said unto her, Mary. <laughs> she turned her turned herself uh, and said unto him, Rabbi, which is to say master. Well, she knew it was Jesus at this point, didn't she? But those angels were there. I want to show you something. Go to, go to Matthew. Uh, let's go to Matthew chapter, I'd say, 27. We'll get there and see. It might be 26. Uh, yes, it's 26. Matthew chapter 26. And let's look up here at... Uh, uh, well, let's take it to verse 48. This is when Judas showed Well, take it 47, you get the whole thing. And while he yet spake, Judas, one of the twelve, came, and with him a great multitude with swords and staves from the chief priests and elders of the people. Now he that betrayed him gave them a sign, saying, Whomsoever I kiss, that same is he, hold him fast. And forthwith he came to Jesus and said, Hail, Master, and kissed him. Jesus said unto him, Friend, Wherefore art thou come? Then came they and laid hands on laid hands on Jesus and took him. And behold, one of them which were with Jesus stretched out his hand and drew his sword and struck a servant of the high priest and smote off his ear. He cut his ear off, what it is. Verse 52. Now watch what Jesus said. <laughs> then said Jesus unto him, Put up again thy sword into its place, for all they that take the sword shall perish with the sword. Thinkest thou that I cannot now pray to my Father, and he shall presently give me more than twelve legions of angels? Twelve legions? You can do the math on that, do a little research. That's like 12,000 angels. Wow. Jesus, Jesus wanted us to be able to think that way. And remember, it's not all about Jesus. Whatever you see Jesus do, you can do too. Oh, yes, you can. That's the reason Peter said, well, if it's you, tell me to come on the water. And Jesus said, well, come on, get out of the boat, come on. Praise God. We got angels encamped about us. Praise God. I mean, they're there. Let's look at one last place. Let's go to Acts chapter 1. This will be the last one we'll look at. Acts chapter 1. And as you read the Bible, you'll start seeing angels everywhere. I mean, they're around us right now. Remember, we've already been told to be careful to entertain strangers. Because some have entertained angels unawares. Okay, Acts chapter 1, Jesus is fixing to ascend into heaven. It's the very last thing you see Jesus do. And then it's nothing left but the Acts of the Apostles. So Acts chapter 1, start here verse 9. And when he had spoken these things, while they beheld, he was taken up, and a cloud received him out of their sight. And while they looked steadfastly toward heaven, as he went up, behold, two men stood by them in white apparel. Which, said unto, which also said, Ye men of Galilee, why stand ye here gazing up into heaven? This same Jesus which was taken up from you into heaven shall so come in like manner as you have seen him go into heaven. Wow. These two angels were there, weren't they? I mean, they're there. I mean, right there when Jesus left, the angels were still right there. And you know the angels are still encamped about you and 